Welcome to The Descent Into with Legit and Vinny, a podcast about, well, anything really. Today's episode is The Descent Into Why We Game. Welcome to The Descent Into Why We Play Video Games today. So, hi Vinny, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Excited to talk about this. Yes, so this is probably going to be our first episode, and um, we chose yeah. we chose a pretty personal topic, I would like to say, because the, the focus of this question, which is why do we play video games, is it's not going to be... I'm hoping we don't have the same answers, and, you know, I don't know where I'm going. I don't to think just, we will. I mean, yeah. I don't think we will. Well, so let's just start directly with the first question, which would be, when did you start playing? When? Yeah, like what age did you start playing? Like when did you get access to your Uh, first video game? And do you remember by any chance what it was? So I I played like as early as like, like three, four years old, but I do remember getting my first video game when I was five. It was an Atari. You had, an, um, you had and an then, Atari? Yes, I had an Atari. Uh, it was old. My mom bought it from a family friend. And then it broke after like six months of use. And then for, I think my birthday, like a year later, when I was like six or seven, yes, one. And that was, my mind just blew at that moment. It was, it was great. So I think we should give dates here, like. When was, uh, like, which year? Do you remember? Oh, shit. Um, so it would have been, like, 2004. 2004, okay. So, I was... Like, first console? Yeah, I was, like, con- compared to you, I was very, very late to gaming. Unless, mm-hmm. obviously, I mean... for me, my first video game would technically be a mobile game which was the nokia phone uh i forgot the number for it but the brick one the meme one and snake that was actually my very first game that i've played and i i have a picture of me being i think five and like the phone was in my pocket and you could see that like i was so excited like showing off the phone which in retro- retrospect, like, now it doesn't seem like a big deal, but back then, having a phone, like, that could do more. Oh, yeah. That could, that was that small, that could do more than anything, it was, like, amazing. And after that... Just doing anything other than calling. Like... Yeah. After that, I still kept playing Snake because I got another Nokia right after that. And, you know, as big as Nokia was in that time, it was Nokia, Blackberry, but, like, they didn't really innovate as much as they kept just slight, slight incremental updates, you know? There's a reason why the iPhone was disruptive to the market. Yes. Uh, so when did your console come through? Actually, when I was 13 years old. 12, 13. Really? And it was a PSP 3000 series. And the yeah. very first game I played on that was Little Big Planet because uh, of... I was because of where I was the only game that I had was that was one the one that came with 
the uh, the console. So I got Little Big Planet and Karate Kid the movie to watch, which that's actually pretty funny. It's weird mixture, but I I loved it, and I still remember being in the back of the car picking it up from like the customs, and just trying to turn it on, realizing that it's dead, and just holding the console in my hand for an hour. Damn. And for the longest time, actually, I didn't have any games to play on it because uh, buying buying the a game was literally like someone's salary for two months. So yeah, games were really expensive when I was growing up too. Yeah, so it wasn't Good really had pirated games. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. And then when I was uh, so that was when I was twelve, thirteen. But when I was like almost like turning fourteen at that point, it's uh, you paid the equivalent of a do- two dollars fifty to get a pirated software because you had to crack your console to basically allow it to run pirated versions of the game. And uh, I remember paying those two dollars fifty, which doesn't sound like a lot of money for anyone actually like a kid can get that kind of money just looking around their parents uh, wallets and stuff right but a two dollars fifty was a lot of money don't kids looking around their parents wallets for no reason you gotta be curious at one point you know just saying but hey i don't advocate for it you didn't hear it from me but hey so i finally got it and i remember the games that i played were god of war I can't tell you which one. It's the one where... I think it's the first one, because I only remember the sex scene. Is that bad? Uh, that could be any of them. It's the one where you walk into a room. like It's like basically right after a boss fight, and you walk into a room, and there's just two ladies on a bed. Not very descriptive. Uh, no, that could also be any of them. Okay, Was there just... a big statue in the beginning? You fought a giant monster on, that was destroying a ship. Yeah, but was it a giant, like, golden statue? I don't think so. I think it was a... Um... You know what? Let's just go okay, with... You... Let's just go with the first one. Because, you know, I, I yeah. don't really remember. Because 2 has a very memorable, huge statue in the, like, beginning sequence. Um, the next game was... Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. That's a game I put of 150 hours, but the funny part is I actually never made it past level 2. What the hell? So, I am a perfectionist at heart. So, I was basically playing the one single map to unlock everything to 100%, and I kept finding little secrets every single time. So, I never progressed more than that. I think that's a completionist, not a perfectionist. Uh, yes so so but now this is the last game i'm going to talk about for the when i started playing video games third birthday was my first (laughs) proper i would say experience into the genre of games that i like now that is i see that was like you know that so this leads us to a perfect transition into what kind of games do you like but since I'm already uh, since I was talking about third birthday, third birthday was a third person shooter. 
I get yes, I'll describe it as a third person shooter that fall that's basically time travel bullshit. Like thinking about it in retrospect kind of makes my brain hurt because the game is a prequel to games that were released before it. And the other two games were exclusive to the PS2, which I didn't own. What a way to to start. Uh, <laughs> I know, it made yeah. it confusing for everyone. But anyway, so, like, going back to, like, well, what kind of genre of games are you into? Well, first I was just going to mention some of the games that I, like, played growing up. Like, when I was really young. Uh, Tekken 3. Love that game. Okay. Uh, there's a game called Tomba for the PS1. No one knows the game. It was amazing. It's like a platformer adventure game, like really old. Um, Crash. I was raised on Crash. I had every single Crash Bandicoot game for PS1. Honestly. Was the pre-master due um, to your dream come true? Yes, I do. I, I the, all the Crash games that have been released for the PS4. <laughs> I platinum the Crash Racing game. I love that game. Um, uh, yeah, I think those are just the major ones, yeah. So I'm noticing a theme here, because whenever I talk to other people who played video games growing up, or, you know, who have been gamers, quote-unquote, forever, a lot of them were, like, Nintendo Sega fans, and, like, I really didn't experience anything of Nintendo till I was about 16, well, yeah, 15, 16. And Damn. Yeah, the first Nintendo uh, thing that I saw was the Nintendo DS. Mm. I didn't, like, I remember, like, that Pokemon, for me, was a TV show, not a video game. Yeah, that's rough, my friend. Like, also, you can sprinkle all the, the, the cracked versions of the game that were ported and emulated that I did end up playing. I played the original Pokemon that was supposed to be on the Game Boy on a Nokia phone. <laughs> on a Nokia phone? So, <laughs> I, I had the advantage. I, I played some Nintendo games uh, on my PS1 because there was a way to, you know, record on a CD the data from the Nintendo games. So people literally pirated and ported games from the Super Nintendo to the PS1, back in Brazil, obviously. So, so like, I would buy these game discs that had, like, like three Mario games, you know? It was, it was good. Speaking... That's why I played, like, Contra, Ninja Gaiden, Super Mario, like, all of this growing up as well. Also, speaking of Mario, my first Mario game was a bootlegged Mario game that was met... I, I remember... The, the system I had with it, but I cannot tell you which company made it because it was a keyboard with a slot that you stick a, like a VHS tape onto. Damn. So I'm noticing a theme of playing a lot of things that were, you know, emulated and not the original. Yeah. So. For sure. Now, currently, are you, like, a console player or a PC gamer or, like, you know, PC Master Race? And what, what are you primarily primarily gaming on right now? Uh, I prefer a console. But I do own a PC that can run some pretty <laughs> high-end games. 
That is a... I mean... Okay, I was going to say controversial opinion, but I personally come from with the mindset of, like, consoles is always for, like, when you want to sit down and have a, play a game, which is one of the reasons why I'm not a big fan of the latest generation of console where I have to sit down, and if I want to play a game, I have to put the CD in, and I have to, like, download more content. I'm like, yeah, I get, I get what you mean. I got no time for this. I just want to sit down, relax, put the game in, and play. Like, you know, that was... I don't know. I know I'm going to tangent here, but it feels like the platform has changed and it's more inconvenient now than it used to be. But mm-hmm. that, that's another conversation. So, which one do you prefer to play? You said you prefer on console, right? Uh, yes. But which console? Right now, it's the Nintendo Switch, but I am a like a PlayStation fan through and through. But right now, my most played is the Nintendo Switch. Just a great console. So, I, what what appeals you about the Switch? Because you know, I don't have one. Uh, I really enjoy playing a lot of indie games, and mm. I think the Switch is way to play them. And also, I'm currently playing uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and it's like a, it's really good, um, it's shockingly good actually, better than I thought. Well, since you said it was better than you thought, well, like, where were your expectations before going into it? My expectations? Yeah, regarding that. Like, did you did you think? Bro, honestly, was... I don't know. You didn't have. Oh, okay. So you went in blind. I, I've learned I mean, the hard I knew what it was. Yeah, I learned the hard way of not having that many expectations in a game. Because, uh, funny story. I think you will remember this. Remember No uh, No Man's Sky? Yes, I do remember this story. The only know. game that I bought on day launch and was, everyone knows how Hello Games kind of hyped up that game, didn't live up to its expectations. But to their credit. The game is radically different now, and it's actually worth playing. Uh, really? Yeah, it is. It is. They have added so much content that actually, if this was a game they released, I don't think people would have been disappointed. Damn. But uh, I didn't return that game. I kept the game because I bought the physical uh, case and everything. I kept the game as a reminder to never pre-order. Learn from your mistakes. But funny because like the one game i pre well i ordered pre-ordered i think three games in my life uh i don't regret any of them which were they <laughs> you can't just naruto games. <laughs> two naruto games <laughs> and and destiny one oh, okay so they're all actually fairly good games yeah okay so what is game video games to you like do they have like What's the point of playing video games to you? Bro, that's a difficult that, question. It's a loaded question, but like, like, let's try to break this into like, do you play for entertainment? Do you play for relaxation? Or do you like... I mean, I've seen the games you play, so spoiler alert, I don't think they're relaxing. So like, what is, what is it that makes you want to turn on a console and just play? Um, I mean, okay, so... The genre of games that I usually play, that I like playing, um, well, my favorite game series is the like the Soul series, you know, 
Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Demon Souls. Now, can you um, explain the Soul series to someone who has never heard of the Soul series? Yeah. So they're action RPG games. Um, they're known for their difficulty, but it's more like they have really tight mechanics. Um, there's so much you can do. It rewards exploration. Um, I just, I to me like the thing that makes me like it so much. One is like the trial and error aspect, because you you like leveling up in the game is not that relevant. It's not like a hardcore RPG where you can't get past places without leveling up. Uh, it's more about the player's skill, right? So you can feel yourself like your own skill leveling up as you play. It's great. Um, and it's just very immersive to me. So that's why I like it. So, so the part I've, I've played the Souls games. I will say I haven't completed any of them, actually. And for me, it was very much of like... You played like two bosses, come on. Okay, I technically, I beat some of them. I still remember that I was determined and I spent 45 minutes to to an hour on your Bloodborne's uh, where Bloodborne save where we're fighting the spider queen king queen queen spider thing Rom the something with a V spider is the name Yeah the and thing. I oh okay it will I still remember getting her the HP to like half and then it would just use that one attack where just like the vacuous spider thing it, it, it wasn't fun. So, again, there's a difference in the types of game we play, but... Yeah, I also... So, okay, other than, like, Souls games and action RPGs, mm -hmm. I really enjoy uh, platformers, um, like, pure platformers. Like, they can be 3D like Crash. They can be 2D like the old Mario games. Um, or, like, Ninja Gaiden. I also like uh, Castlevania-like games. So I'm not seeing a theme you like. So basically for you, gaming is something where you're presented with a challenge and you you want to like, you know, you have to beat it using skill. Yes. I love having to develop like a mastery of the mechanics in the game. It feels good. And I, I also it's a different mastery from, uh, you know, from every game has a different mechanic and stuff to go around it, which... It's very interesting because that is not the reason why I play games. I, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so this is a question I'll ask before I go on to why, what type of games I play. Is a story ne necessary in a game for you to, to enjoy it? Uh, I mean, it's not necessary, but like some of my favorite games, I like it because of the story. Uh, like which, which kind of contradicts what I just said. I know, yes. right? Because it's like, so what? Which games do you like that have stories? Um, okay, this is going to like another. I mean, I guess it's related to the genre of games I play. The biggest one would be The Witcher Three. It has a really good story. I mean, The Witcher Three is a critically acclaimed game yes, that has to the, that has. Did the book come first or the video game came first? Because I know. Books, books so, but the books came first, then the video game, and now you have the Netflix series as well. Yeah. Celeste has an amazing story as well. 
Uh, actually, I've heard I, a lot about Celeste, but I've never. I love it. Celeste. It's such a good game. So, now, the reason why I play games is like more because I view game as a um an art. A, a genre of art more than anything else i view it as a way to like ponder questions and like try to it it doesn't have to be challenging for me to enjoy a game in fact i when we're, we're gonna do our list of at least top five games uh mine is very top yeah top five games that well or top five most memorable. i had almost 10 pulled up here but we, we can narrow it down Right. If you go to 10, I would start lacking numbers of Life is Strange games, but hey. Okay, it's also because, you know, I can do 10 just by seeing each game in the Soul series. Let's let's cut it down to one. The, the, one okay, one per series, but that's towards the end of the, the podcast. We, we can't oh, yeah. jump yet, yeah. so... I mean, just talking about that would be a while. So. That, that's also true. Um, so, I my, the games that I play are primarily mostly focused on character creation and story which is it was just kind of like hard for me to say like oh i i because i do enjoy skill-based games like there is something satisfying in actually beating a dark souls boss like after like throwing your head at the problem for like 5 20 minutes in my case an hour and then realizing you can just go uh, to the second floor, jump on his head, and it's half of his HP gone. Yeah, yeah. So it's like those kind of things. Like there's a satisfying trick into knowing those kind of situations, but mm-hmm. the way I see video game is a form of expression of the self. And if in most cases, I'm not a fan of the uh, big triple A games because I feel like they lack soul and character which doesn't mean that you cannot have a good triple a game with soul and character the witcher is a good example and yeah. even in my in my uh, humble opinion i think that gta 5 the offline version is a great satirical view of america see the the problem with gta 5 they made the um the thing so good the the gameplay I never finished the game. I just couldn't finish the story. <laughs> I mean, the you know, story. It's the... like, oh, I have to go the ne- do the next story mission. No, I have to like jump off a plane and parachute. That's what I have to do. You know. See, that's also an interesting part about how s- some games are meant to be played a specific way, but you just end up doing other stuff. For example, uh, as you said, GTA, where instead of playing the story mission, you end up just what going around dicking around and having fun and i think riding a bike yeah i I mean different games has different approach but i think the overall consensus is the game has to have an effect on you and that's why i play a game it needs to have like an impact to some extent on me whether it be through the stories the character the the setting or like, I enjoyed For Honor, and that game's story is non-existent. It's almost as if they made the whole game, and they were like, oh, wait, we need a story to this game. Yeah. So, but the 
mechanics of playing the story uh, story based game with no UI was so much fun. I think that's the only game on my PS4 that I've played on the hardest difficulty and actually finished. It was pretty gruesome, but it, it was a lot of fun. So that's the key thing that I, I view video games as a genre of art. Like mm -hmm. that, you know, the because the, the example that I'm trying to bring up is if I may talk about this is the game called Tell Me Why by Don't On Me Entertainment. It's, mm -hmm. it goes, it's basically, it's like a no, every other story based game. You have, you have the main character, you have a story and you have to go on with it. But in this case, you had a character who is transgender and it gave me a new perspective on that situation. And I don't think I would have had that same situation while reading a book or watching a movie, but it makes it more Cause personal. Mm -hmm. Especially because you're in control of the character, but anyway. So Yeah, I mean, there are different ways to appreciate and consume video games. Um, I very much like with The Witcher 3 and Breath of the Wild, I just stop and look at the environment because it's so pretty like it's you know you just gotta appreciate it from time to time and this is a thing that even though i don't own the game but this is one of the games that it's totally like you had a long day at work just come back turn the game on and relax is uh hideo kojima's new game that's stranding damn isn't that the perfect game for just relaxing it is. It actually. It is. <laughs> it is on the spot on it. Anyway, I want to move us to our to my next question, which is, what games are you playing right now? Okay, so quick rundown of the games I'm playing right now. I beat Neo Two last month. Um, I was playing that for a while, and by a while I mean the like, what was it? Fifty five hours took me to beat it. Um, uh, before you move on to your next game, what is Neo Two? Like what's what's it about? Neo Two is a samurai action RPG with very heavy like RPG elements. There's so many systems in the game. Some people, I mean, it is a Souls-like game, but not really. You do have to really look into the systems that Neo has to be able to like enjoy the game. If you play like a Souls game, it won't be enjoyable. Uh, and God, there's so many systems. Like in a lot of Japanese RPG games. Um, even though it's an action RPG. There's still so many RPG elements. But the story was amazing. It was so much better than I thought. Really? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess amazing might be too much. But like, it was definitely better than I thought. Because Neo 1 barely had a story. Uh, it wasn't Neo 1 because I've seen some really bad reviews of it. But what I mean by bad reviews, more like sarcastic reviews, was mm -hmm. uh, European weeb goes to Japan and learns the way of the sword. I mean, that kind of sums it up. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what other games? Uh, I mean, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 
I'm also still in the process of beating uh, Super Mario 64. That's a classic. That's a yeah, classic. I never played it. So. I haven't either, so I'm just yeah. like, oh. It's pretty good. It's very hard. Like, the precision that you need is insane, which makes me appreciate the speedrunners even more. Which, um, I have a question. Like, Do you think that older games were harder just because they were mechanically limited? Uh, not just because they were mechanically limited. I think it's more than just being mechanically limited. They were also limited in other ways. <laughs> I mean, bad game design is always a limitation. No, but I mean more like... Um, I mean like space-wise, you know. A hard let's say you Let's say you can't make, you know, like... 100 levels for arguments. Mm-hmm. So you make like, you know, 20 really intense levels, but you make them really good as well. Stuff like that. That's true. Like um, the other day, so my housemate is playing Shadow of Colossus. And like, it's a vast open world, but it's vast and almost completely empty because it's like an open world PS2 era. So they couldn't put much into the world without it like you know being a big uh, burden on the system but even then they managed to make it so the world feels um immersive you know so and there are ways around the limitation i think that that's the the key thing is how, how different games have different ways of getting you invested in the world because when i play the two counter examples that I have here is GTA 5 is that game has just so much in it you can literally do yoga like that's a mechanic in the game like it has so much packed into it that it that's why you want to play the game it's like you're just playing another life whereas a game like Life is Strange you want to play that game because you're invested in the characters yeah, it's completely different. It's like a completely different situation. And then the sandbox game like Minecraft, you play that game because that is what, you know, it's your creation. Yeah. And this is where I had to say, why would you play a Souls game? Because my opinion of a Souls game is because you want you like to get your... your, your... Bro, you... to me, it really is about, like the feeling of slowly getting better until you accomplish something that was initially really difficult. I get such a high out of that. Um, a game that I was going to mention later when we do our top five, but spoiler alert. Um, and I realized like specifically how the Souls thing works for me. When I played uh, Crash Bandicoot, the racing game, mm-hmm. the like remake that they did, yep. uh, it's Crash Team Racing Nitro Field. Because I went for the Platinum on that game. And you have to do these time trials. And, like, the time trials in that game made me feel, like, the way I felt beating some bosses in Dark Souls. Because, like, literally shaving off, like, milliseconds to be able to beat the boss in the time trial. I um, will admit Just to... getting better mechanically. Figuring out the line on the map that you need to go through. 
It's see those those kind of games that reminds me of simulation games like the F one games where it's like you want the incremental. Uh, is it like the see, same kind of feeling? That, that's the thing. Think of a simulation game, but instead of me trying to get close to real life and to like simulate a feeling I would have in real life, I'm just trying to like master the mechanics of the game as the game intends the world to be. You know, that that is a interesting way to play video games, and uh, there is different. One thing that I appreciate about the Souls games, which I think no other game realistically has done a, as good as a job of they've tried and the key thing of key thing is destiny 2 is there are two types of storytelling in with in video games in my opinion you have active storytelling and then you have lore where it's more about the things around the in the environment and like you know the wikipedia entries yeah that's one of the things that also makes uh, dark souls a great game there's just so many details that are related to like the story. So like you literally need 10 people to play the game. And then you like whenever anyone new plays the game and talks to you about the game, you learn something new. Like it's insane because everyone sees things differently. And again, I think that Destiny had Destiny 2 where they tried to yeah it was destiny where they had a lot of lore but it was very poorly made and the souls games are very forced and fabricated yeah it wasn't organic like, it wasn't very organic and in this one as well it's like they talk all about the moon how crota uh, is taking over or whatever whatever the name of the bad guy from the moon Sorry, if anyone can... Um, the Destiny. Me. I mean, you used to be uh, addicted to Destiny, but... Yes. The, That's also one of the games I'm going to talk about in the end. So. Okay, so I, what is the future of gaming for you? Not for the industry, but for you particularly. Do you have a system that you want? Or, like, do you have a... Like, you know, some people have, like, battle station plans that they were like, this is what I want, this is what I'm going to do. Like, for you, where do you want to envision I mean, the immediate plan is to get a PS5 uh, so I can play Demon's Souls Remastered. <laughs> a Demon's Souls games. It's the only Souls series game that I haven't played because my PS3 broke. So. Oh, yeah. Which... I, I bought the game, but then the PS3 broke. We still need to finish the Final uh, Far Cry 4 that... Dude, we were three. so close last time. Yeah, three, we're, sorry. We're like three trophies from platinuming Far Cry 3. Uh, yes, yeah. so... Yeah, well, so... So your immediate future, you view yourself having a PS5. Good luck getting one, because, you know, the current shortage... Of... I mean, it's not immediate future. It's after I graduate, so... Yeah, but, like, what is your end goal in, like, your gaming future? Like, what's your gaming heaven, basically? In terms of setup? Yeah, setup. Or, like, or in you... terms of, like, just in so, general. In, I mean, I kind of, like, I want to say in general, but, like, okay, I'll answer the questions, like, can you kind of give you what I'm kind of looking for? Okay. Like, you know how VR is a thing and everything? Yeah. I would like to have a VR room, but I don't really think I would use it. To, so I would, I will, what I want is, I'm not a console player 
at all. Well, mm-hmm. I was a console player, but now I'm like very much into the realm of PC. So my the my future of gaming just v- honestly seems like having a killer PC to just run anything I want, and maybe mm-hmm. this is the 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 like you know cherry on top. Maybe if I go back to sim racing, I would have that, would be nice. that setup. But that's that's a setup I wouldn't mind. So um, I guess in my gaming future. I see, because um, like the type of gaming experience I experience the most, I, I like the most, something like me just playing a solo game like Dark Souls and enjoying it. Maybe replaying Dark Souls, who knows? Uh, also beating it with a steering wheel. Like, you still have huh? to do that. You still have to beat it with a steering wheel. Yes. Well, I need the steering wheel back. But yeah, it, it's um, in your basement. <laughs> number two. Because no one went to get it. I'm not in my basement. Okay. Um, two, playing, like, couch co-op with my girlfriend. That's the future. It's the present, but also the future. And three, having games where I can jump online and play with, like, friends that are far away. Like, Overwatch, Destiny, uh, or even something, something like Call of Duty, you know. Call of Duty, that's a... I was not expecting that game. Yeah, so... No, no, not for me. I just mean, like, yeah, the type in, of game, you know, where you can just jump on, play a match on... Like so, Rocket League. See, that's a good example. Ro- uh, yeah. Or over... So, let's move to the top five games of... I won't say of all time for you or me. I would say for, like, from 2010 to 2020. Like... Damn, you're making it hard now. Yeah, I'm limiting it to 10 years because... I do have games that are before that, but because pure nostalgia, like there was this, uh, like, you know, Snake and all of those things. So let's be stick to a decade. Okay. The it, the remakes count. I depends. think I got you there. Depends. When were they? You know what? Sure. But you have to specify if you played the remade or the original. Oh, I'm specifically mentioning for the remade version because they added things. Like, they added a lot of things. Okay, so let's start with your Wait. number five. Yeah, let's do, like, me, then you, me, then you. Yeah, yeah number five. Oh, I didn't order them in... Uh... Start Ooh. with your five. Ah, uh, okay, so... I don't know what to put in number five. So I was just, I was just, I was kind of hoping you would go for number five first so I could get a little more time because the games I have, they all, they all have different meanings for me. Mm-hmm. So I guess I will put this game at number five, Final Fantasy VII uh, Crisis. It's not the original Final Fantasy VII that came out in 1994 whatever year it came out this was a PSP game that follows the story of one of the g- characters who is I think by the time the game starts in Final Fantasy 7 is already dead okay is that even last decade though or is it like last decade it's... and a half I don't know when the game was released but I played it in tw- 2012 ish 
So okay. fits in. That's my number five. The reason why it's number five is I'm stuck in a basement in a dungeon. And I screwed myself so hard because I'm out of potions to heal myself. And there's a boss battle next. That's actually pretty funny. So that's where I've, I haven't finished the game. Again, you're going to notice a trend with some of the games I've played. They are unfinished because I screwed myself. <laughs> okay. Is it my turn? Yep, you're number five. Uh, I have an honorable mention before. Okay. Uh, Celeste, the game that I talked about earlier. Okay. It combines everything I like about platformers with a really good story and it's just heartfelt and like relatable and it was great um okay. yeah that it's only not at five because the game at five has a lot of memories attached to them okay valid valid that's literally the only reason if oh yeah can i go yep go for it You're number five since you did your our mission i'm gonna sneak mine in later <laughs> Because I, I need one. I, I, I just found my honorable mention because it's in my favorites on Steam, so I'll just load it up. Um, the Destiny game. The original one, up to the second DLC. It's a very specific time frame. Why that specific? Because um, uh, I know Destiny has crewed over a lot of its fan base with uh, DLCs. Yes, I was one of the fan fans that got screwed over um do we need to get into that uh i mean a little bit okay. of inside but let's not spend too much time on it okay so basically what happened was that um an edition came out after the last dlc was released which was um like 60 dollars for everything mm -hmm. but if the uh, players that had already been playing the game at this point for like eight months or so wanted to buy just one of the three DLCs, which was the last one that came out, the standalone DLC price was 40 bucks. And that's when I quit. Ooh. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the future of gaming with, with DLC transactions is a little bit scummy, but this is not what we're talking about today. So my honorable mentions is... I'm torn between these two games, so I'm gonna put Wait, them both I in. Say I like the game. Oh yeah, that's true. What do you? Why do you like Destiny? So Destiny was one of those games where I would just get on, play online with friends, like every day. It has like weekly missions and daily missions, and it has the raid, which is like the raid is such an amazing concept and execution, um, because you need six people um, to be able to do the raid. Uh, up until when I played, I don't know if this changed or if it changed for Destiny 2. And each person has to do like specific different things. Uh, and you have to coordinate and act together and communicate or you can't beat the rate. It's like hard enough where like you really need six people either maxed out or close to maxed out working together to be able to do stuff. That's... And that was just like an amazing experience. So... And it would also take like two hours. So is it a game where you, you would say that one of the reasons why you like it because you have a sense of companionship no, um, not even that the world feels alive because like there were people that I met through doing raids or doing like nightfalls which are part of the weekly missions that you do to get better gear mm -hmm. and we would just you know 
get to know them, talk, because like we would play together weekly. It that, was it was really nice. That's the beautiful part of gaming. One of the main reasons why I, which is actually gonna go to my uh, number four slot. But before that, I have the honorable mentions that I just slip in, which okay, you do that. is. I'm gonna be cheeky and actually, you know, honorable mention DLC, which is the Lion Song. It's not a game a lot of people have heard. It is an indie game. It was an episode game that follows different characters. To just it's a simple, twenty minute game. It doesn't have much to it. I just like the mood setting in it. So the my real honorable mention is. The Lara Croft series, which technically would be the Tomb Raiders, but they have some Lara Croft special on their own. But anything with Lara Croft, because that is a game that as you know, kind of revolutionary. It had the, one of the first f female protagonists. And even to this day, it is still used to benchmark gaming equipment. But going to my number four controversial opinion which i think it's kind of shame that i put it so low is overwatch mm -hmm, interesting and uh, i you should you should tell people how many hours you have no okay so i have let me count one two, five six accounts in overwatch i have six different overwatch accounts uh my most my main quote-unquote account has about 1200 hours on it on it then my ps4 account has about 400 hours in it and every subsequent account has about 100 to 200 hours on it so and you I... couldn't take those hours to beat one souls game <laughs> well yes i couldn't so let me explain i mean it's overwatch what can i tell you i got kind of addicted to you know we were talking about the social aspect about that game overwatch is a very much of a social game and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm addicted to it is I can, if I feel like talking to people, I can talk to people. And it's also extremely fast paced. And I didn't realize how fast paced Overwatch is until you have someone who's never played the game try to play the game. And you realize how fast paced it is when people try to watch when I'm watching Overwatch League. It's really, really? hard to explain what's happening. That, that's wild. So I'll give a description of what I'll watch it. It's a 6v6 team-based game where you have a bunch of objectives. Usually it's King of the Hill, Push the Payload, uh, and that's it, right? Control. Oh, that's King of the Hill. I, I don't remember all of them. Yeah, so it's those, uh, those types of games where it's a 6v6. You have the same available heroes to both sides. You just pick whichever one you want to play or which comp is the better and you go and whichever team is the bad, quote unquote better skilled to usually wins towards the end. So mm -hmm. I know you've played the game. <laughs> so yeah, what do you think? Like you, I have what, 300 hours into it? Yes, you don't have as much hours as I do, but you were originally part of the, did I get the game last or did you get the game last? No, you got the game last. So yes, I was basically dragged. Uh, I got Overwatch because of you. You and the other friend of us. Yeah, and I got it because of the other friend. So it's really yeah. all his fault. It's all his fault, and uh, he doesn't play the game much anymore. Or well, ever. 
Oh, he he actually got into it now. He is uh, addicted to Genji. Yeah, like he plays the game, but he either does uh, free for all and only plays Genji, or he just does like a game, like on Workshop, all day, every day. Uh, I uh, I'm gonna just end up my fourth selection here by saying Overwatch is a great game. I followed the professional scene. I wish longevity for the game. Please release some content for it, Blizzard. We're starving here. So what's okay. your number four? My number four, um, Pokemon Soul Silver. Oh. It could also be a Heart Gold, I, but the one I played was Soul Silver. Um, it's my favorite region. Uh, from this region, there's like three or four of my favorite Pokemon out of like six, and there's just so much heart in this game um and it like it's really good and also reminds me of my childhood you know damn uh, i was generally not expecting a pokemon game here i thought like that took me out of left field no this one is really important to me so interesting so yeah. i mentioned previously my number three spot game it's ironically enough it's third birthday and it's in the third spot almost as if i planned for it to be there but wow. howling i know right comedy gold uh i remember this game for a bunch of reasons it was the first game with a you know a truly good story it had time travel and stuff and also let's be honest i was what 12 13 and i f i saw the character and i was like oh my god i'm in love with this character because she's so fucking pretty it's a simple mindset, and I have no shame in admitting it, but the story was good. And uh, there was this s simple costume that I wanted in this game that I still haven't done. Because you need to beat the game 15 times on the hardest difficulty, and I only beat it 10. Because I was getting kind of tired. And it is yeah. to unlock... You would think it would be like a skimpy outfit of things, right? No, nope. I wasn't thinking that. Oh, well, perfect. Then you know me perfectly. Uh, it's actually to... It unlocks uh, Lightning from Final Fantasy 13. Oh, my God. 13, yeah. Yeah, her outfit. It, unlo yeah. Uh, it unlocks her outfit, and I thought the character looked awesome in it. So I was, like, trying so hard to get it. That's cool, actually. It's more wholesome than I thought. Yeah. Mm. Your my turn number three. And this was not planned as well. Uh, Dota 3. <laughs> it's also lame, but it's not in the third spot just because it's the third. You get what I mean. Um, <laughs> again, Dota 3 is super immersive. It's a great game. I love the story. Every tiny detail in that game just made it for me. You know? Like, my favorite quest in the game, well, two just pop out like in my head at once. Uh, one had to do when, like, you go to kill a... You basically discover a village in the middle of, like, the mountains that they're being attacked uh, by some, like, magic uh, beasts. And you learn the story of this village as you go. Um, and then, you know, it's just very... It feels very real. Then the other part uh, that really jumps out at me is a time when I went to do a side quest. Uh, because I tried to, like, reinforce my sword, and the blacksmith couldn't do it. 
and he couldn't do it because the mafia was after him. So they took all his stuff. So I had to go to the mafia boss and be like, yo, let me get back my, you know, my blacksmith stuff. Until this day now, I can't go to a certain region of the town of Novigrad or they will attack me on site. Uh, I just love tiny details like that, you know? Another That's thing it. with Witcher 3 for me is the best part is you can just play a game within the game called Gwent and just have the time of your life. Oh yeah, I did go on a Gwent journey. Um, yeah, I my dream, like my dream The Witcher 3 run is the one where I managed to get all. That's the goal. Uh, get all? You cut off there. All the cards. Oh, question. Because there are you... some that are dependent on like stuff you do throughout the story. Mm -hmm. So you can't do certain actions or you close off the possibility of getting certain cards forever. Now, I have a question for you. Have you finished the game? Huh? Have you finished the game? I did finish the game. Oh, you did? Okay, because I haven't. I have the game. I've not finished it. I... Yeah, it's a theme. You'll notice how many games I haven't finished. So, moving on to our number two slot. slot. It's... You go first. Let's break the theme, because I was going first. Now you go first. No, no. You should go. <laughs> okay, so it's Before the... Life is Strange Before the Storm. Which, again... It's a sequel, well, it's a prequel to the original game, which is Life is Strange. And the reason why this game is in my second number two slot, I'll explain it, is like, it has to do with why what game is in my number one slot, spot, but it's kind of obvious at this point, if you, you know. And the reason why I like this game is... There are, like, when I played the original game, which I can't go into details right about now, but when I played, when I, when I played Before the Storm, it gave characters who were just, you know, names and nobody, you had no affections towards, meaning. And I never thought I could get, a, uh, I would have such a 180 on a character. Mm -hmm. Because I hate, like, again, I'll go into detail when we get to my number one. Uh, spot uh, okay I hated a bunch of the characters in the original game the sequel somehow managed to make me actually fall in love with these characters and I cannot give enough credit for this and the overall theme about the before the storm that really it's just the music the setting and everything about the game is really good However, it is the only it's only interesting for the people who are invested in the world and for the people who are willing to just like lay back and have a story be told to them basically. In terms of okay. gameplay, it's very much like it's not challenging at all. You just it's what I sometimes I would classify it as a walking simulator with just uh quick time events. I mean, yeah, it is a lot. I, I didn't have the patience to finish the game because it, yeah, it takes a while. Yep. And okay. you're number two. Uh, is it number two? Number two. The uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Feud, the remake, remake of the game. So, 
not only did they remake my like favorite game as a kid, which was the original Crash Team Racing, they also added a bunch of new tracks, like exclusive tracks designed for this game. They also imported uh, tracks from the lesser famous game that released later for PS2, uh, which was Crash Nitro Kart. And the control in this game is so tight. So much so that I decided to go for the Platinum. I just wanted to keep playing this game. And like I told you, the time trials are really difficult. And they make you master every little inch of the game. And like, again, feeling myself improve over time. It was great. Also, um, they have a bunch of skins that they added to the game. There were no skins in the original. Um, a bunch of characters you can like uh, buy at the shop to unlock. But it's not like... a buy with money only you know you can just collect in-game money and get all the unlockable stuff and yeah it's just really good kind of want to play it right now um. so basically you're telling me that that's a remaster that was very very well well it was a remake not oh. only did they remaster the original game they added tracks from a different game skins uh and they also created like their own tracks for this game. That is actually, yeah. you can see that the people in charge of the game had love and passion for the game because yeah, no, they supported the game for a year. There were like events every month for a year, and that's when they released the tracks that are exclusive to this game. That is actually kind of cool. Yeah, uh, which I think that my list will change a couple. I think a year from now, my list might definitely change because of a game that's coming out called Mass Effect, the remastered version. The Legendary Edition. Yes, I cannot wait to play this game. Oh my god, I missed the first Mass Effect Syria trilogy, and I was about to get it, but the, they announced the, rema the Legendary Edition, and I was like, I guess I'll just wait and see how that goes. But I too am getting the Legendary Edition when it comes out, so... Honestly, it, it, like, I already love this game because I haven't played it, so that's why I didn't include it in my list. I love this yeah. game. I love the universe. I love everything about it. They just, for them to mess this up, it must, they must literally launch it broken because there is no way in hell that I will hate this game with if it stays the exact same way with just higher graphics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me talk about my number one game, which is Life is Strange. Now you did do the double dipping, by the way. Technically, it's not because they're two different it's games. Still is. It's in the same universe. It's it's like these two these characters are very different as well. Like I, it's not the same protagonist. That's why that's why I advocate okay. my case for like I didn't double dip because they are. Two different games. Thing is, I'm fine with double dipping, but Demon Souls and Dark Souls are way more different than uh, Life is Strange and Life is Strange After the Storm. Well, you're allowed. Okay, out, right? I, yes, that like if you said Demon Souls and Blood, Dark Souls and Bloodborne. I mean, yeah, but I was. What was I gonna put? Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Bloodborne. Yeah, like, you'd have a hero that'll die twice. Um, yeah, you'd have a entire Souls franchise right there. But, I mean, either way, if I had to pick between Life is Strange and Before the Storm, I sadly would have to go with Life is Strange. Uh, because 
the reason why Before the Storm was so good was because it was because of the foundations and the beliefs I had with the original game. So playing the original game, I hated one of the characters. And I had no remorse to making one of the decisions towards the end. However, when I played Before the Storm, because I did a 180 on that character, when I replayed Life is Strange, I didn't... I actually still have a save that is on the final decision. I just stopped and left it there because I couldn't bear either decisions. <laughs> like... That's the most you thing I've ever heard. This is why... It, I guess I will agree to you, but like it's hard for me to bundle these games separate from each other because the f second game drastically changed how I played the first game when I replayed it. Yeah, no, I get that. Like, the stories, yeah. And... They really build on each other. The, so, you know... Th this is one of the games where I am very open. Like, you can clearly see the flaws and, like, obviously where the the devs... Because, side note, when, when the last episode of this game came out, you can see towards the end, there was one ending that was done very, very well, and the other ending was just, like... Eh, kind of situation like it was just like here's the thing the end kind of thing but you could tell if you read it that at that point the company was about to go bankrupt then yeah. so they didn't have any resources to finish it and life is strange with the game kind of actually let the company succeed financially but uh the game in this game you follow the life of max clawfield who I think is in high school, but it's a it's a weird boarding university slash thing because they do mention them being above seventeen and eighteen years old, but the schooling system is very much not that of an American high school. Actually, I can I just realized the perfect description. It is what a French person thinks about an American. Uh, high school because the, the and it... exactly two people now understand what you mean because <laughs> the because the the developers are, uh, is a french company so it that makes sense that makes yeah sense. so they try to imagine what they thought an american life would be and to their credit it was okay i mean the game has a lot of flaws don't get me wrong but what attracted me to this was i get Hitting on to the point, it's the music and the scenes with the music are very well made. And in my opinion, the characters had a lot of life to them. Mm -hmm. And as, the, as the, sh the, the game progresses, you see, like, you see the character, like, obviously the character grows and everything, but... The person you played in episode 1 is radically different from the person you played in episode 5. And that just endeared me to her. Mm -hmm. So, it is one of these games where I... I actually do this... I have this weird thing. It came out in 2015. I've played every, every single year since. Like, I played once a year. I mean, I, I do the same with my uh, number 1 game. And it's related games, so... Yeah, go ahead. What's your number one? Bloodborne. And you might ask, why Bloodborne? Why not Dark Souls? 
or Dark Souls that, 2. That's actually true. Uh, Bloodborne was what got me into the Soul series. And not only that, I do think it's the best out of any of them. Um, just the way the like lore is completely woven into the history of this town of Yarnum. Um, great. Like the mechanics again are really tight. The bosses are super memorable. Um, they're and... the weapons also like there's in a variety for multiple type of players. You, but you, also you, not enough variety where you can't, like, get all of them, you know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, you usually to give context when you say the bosses are extremely memorable, memorable because there's one boss who straight up uses his, uh, what's it called? The, the thing, <laughs> you know which boss I'm talking about. Yes, Orphan of Cause. Um, he uses his placenta to be beat you up in the game. Um, it's... It's so hard. It's so memorable. I remember watching you try to beat him for the longest time. Yes, it's because it was on and off. Because I like, I didn't play during college. It took me two years to beat him. It was uh, the last thing I had to beat in the game, um, and it was literally like my favorite moment in all of gaming was finally beat him, and it was so difficult because like. The game gets harder uh, when you do new gameplay, right? Mm-hmm. And before the DLC came out, I had already gone all the way up to NG plus like seven or eight. Uh, at that point, the difficulty is like pretty much as hard as it'll get, right? And I'm like, oh, let me start the DLC. I didn't think that I should have started the DLC in a new character first to, oh. you know be able to play it normally also weren't you so under leveled it by was like extremely two. difficult weren't mm-hmm. you also under leveled yeah but the level doesn't matter all that much in like the soul series but yes i was under leveled but like yeah that's not really a big deal i will have to attest I, oh. mm. i was gonna say i have to attest to this uh even coming from like the perspective of i'm there more for the story and representation and like what the game is Bloodborne has such beautiful lore and kind of fucked up too, but and it's the, the DLC bosses, they're all like okay, all but one are literally would be on the top like 10 or 5 list of the best Bloodborne bosses in the whole game, just the ones from the DLC because it's so good. Uh, and my kid is tied to the lore. Ludwig is still like my favorite boss, even though Koss was like the one that gave me the most out of it. Because mm-hmm. uh, Ludwig is a beast that you fight and you go in, and he's like a horse transformed into beast kind of thing. And he just goes after you like the whole time, non stop. It's just you trying to run away, like this beast that's coming at you at like a relentless pace, right? So you have to also be wild to be able to beat it and like punish it after each attack. It becomes like very much like a bloody dance, you know. And then halfway through uh, the fight, Ludwig comes to his senses. So in the lore, he used to be one of the original hunters. And he comes to his senses because he sees his blade. 
the Moonlight Greatsword, which is present in every of uh, like Souls game. So he sees the sword, stands up. So this horse beast that takes care of the whole room just stands up and then starts fighting you like a swordsman. And it's like, bro. It, it hits you in the field and it's extremely terrifying at the same time. Uh, ah, such I, good news. I was just gonna say, I have unfinished business with a spider lady in that game, which I do plan at one point to just hop on your account and try to beat her again. I mean, it, you and spider ladies in every Souls game, you know? What can I say? I, I'm just saying, it's not my fault that they prevent me from going to the next level, so... Also, I do want to give an honorable mention to this one game that I got stuck in the a quarter way in the tutorial level, but I think has to be mentioned. Uh, I think you already know which one it is. It's Cupcake. Cupcake? Cupcake! Cuphead. Cupcake, yes. Cuphead. The, Cuphead. the game is Cuphead. I think that... Damn, it, I forgot to mention Cuphead. Yeah, I just had to put that game there because... That game had just was just beautiful. That game is beautiful. It's amazing. Okay, so what are we going to talk on our next episode? Just got to wait and see. See you next week. Yeah, bye. Thanks for listening to The Descent Into Why We Game with Legit and Vinny. Tune in next time for, well, who knows what. <laughs> <laughs>